showtime. It's time for that radio show everyone loves. Do not attempt to change the station. Just listen, and we'll keep broadcasting. It's time to begin the show. 1039 LI News Radio presents Your Island, the very best in talk radio, with your host, Tom Shalero. And once again, welcome back. One hour down, one to go. This segment of our Midday Live program is being brought to you by the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. The PBA serves to support law enforcement, participate in special events and programs, all designed to help protect our community. They care about you and keeping us all safe. From the anti-drinking and driving campaigns to protecting our children with education on the Megan's Law, the PBA promotes a great relationship between the police and the people it's sworn to serve. Suffolk County is one of the safest counties in the country, and the PBA takes pride in its strong belief in our security. They have honored our fallen heroes could you be greatly to our suburban way of life you are invited to visit their website at www.suffolkcountypba.org Noel DiGirolamo president Right, it's the great assemblyman Doug Smith's birthday today. He hasn't had very many of them, so we're all jealous. But let's say happy birthday to Doug Smith. Doug, give us a quick birthday message before we get into the fact that you guys are going to destroy the governor. Go ahead, Doug. Wow, well, I'm laughing right now, but that's definitely a good way to start the day. So thank you, Tom, and thank you to all the listeners, and thanks, Mike Scudero in the studio here. Uh, just, um, just you know, just a, it's just a nice day. It's a nice to have a birthday. You know, people they they fawn over you. You get presents. Uh, you get to ask them things that normally uh, they would never do. Now they have to do it because it's your birthday. So, so we're going to get to that. But we got a lot to talk about today. And by the way, folks, uh, call in six three one four five one one zero three nine. We are lucky. We have two voting members of the New York State Assembly that will be dealing with the issue of our time statewide, and that is the removal of a governor uh, from the governor's mansion uh, here in the state of New York for the first time in about 100 years, a little more than 100 years since this has happened. And I'm speaking with members of Assembly Jody Giglio. I'm also speaking with uh, New York State Assemblyman uh, Doug Smith. So, um well, how are you guys feeling? Because I understand the Judiciary Committee is going to wrap it up on Monday. Uh, the committee chairman, I think it's uh, Assemblyman Levine, am I right? I think Charles yep. Levine, of the Judiciary Committee, has already notified the lawyers for the governor that uh, they are ready to uh, put the articles of impeachment together by Monday. So uh, what are you what are you both folks uh, anticipating? Well, I have to say, I mean, it, it's it's been very interesting. Jody and I just got back from Albany. We actually, after the Attorney General's uh, report that was released. We were so outraged that we packed our stuff and immediately got in the car and headed to Albany yeah. to demand uh, an impeachment. We were, we were outraged after her report, but even more outraged with his response, playing the victim and not sympathizing with these women that had these brave women that came forward and told their story. It's just, uh, it's incredible that it's, we, Doug and I got on the phone with each other immediately. We packed our bags and we drove up. Yeah. We, you know, yeah. I, I can't I can't foresee any more of an important aspect to your job than what you're about to do 
in the next week or so. And uh, I am encouraging people to call on because this is an, uh, an opportunity for us as the people to talk to those individuals that are going to be doing the people's business relative to the honesty and integrity of the governor's mansion. So I'm anticipating we're going to get a lot of calls. Our number here is 631-451-1039. Great opportunity to talk to two members of the State Assembly that are going to be in the thick of things, folks, right in the thick of it, because there will be, I'm anticipating, some debate. Let's take Rocco first, then we're going to go to Joe. We'll go back to uh, Jody and Doug. Go ahead, Rocco. What do you say? Hello, Assembly members. Jody Giglio and Assemblyman Doug Smith there. I, I love you guys. I just want you to know that, you know, Andrew Cuomo, you know, I think the AG gave him the opportunity to exit the back door, and uh, he's reluctant to do so. And uh, he must be scratching his head saying, well, look at what Joe Biden did. Look at all the uh, videos on Joe Biden. And uh, the American people voted for him for the president of the United States of America. What I did is uh, quite a bit less than what he did. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I think right now the governor, well, right now, and, and Jody and I have been talking about this on our ride back from Albany, uh, we're so furious and we think that we should not allow this governor to resign. We should impeach him before he cowardly resigns, which I, I actually do think he will resign before we impeach him and run him out of town. I think he's packing his stuff now if he's smart, uh, yeah. but uh, I don't think we should allow that to happen. Yeah, and yeah. he doesn't have any place to live. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, I'm sure there are people renting apartments in Suffolk County that might want to... Well, they can't evict him, so that's... I, I, I want to oh, get we could have, Actually, you know what? This could present a constitutional crisis if we can't evict the governor from the governor's mansion because of the laws on the books right now, anyway. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting concept. Uh, I want to get to everybody. People are calling in. It's that important. This is almost like a radio town hall on one of the most important issues to face New York State in a long time. That was Rocco. Let's yeah. go to Joe. And to answer Rocco, good. they should both go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Joe. You're on the air. Joe from Rocky Point again. Go ahead, Joe. Well, I have two questions for you because, listen, he's a political animal, Cuomo. We know this. He's been winning with the Clintons and everything else. So now he's been in office for 12 years, and I know predating you guys going up to Albany, let's just refresh everybody's memory. It came out on the Sheldon Silver and Joseph Bruno, that they ran a slush fund of taxpayer money. They paid off interns and yep. staffers with respectful harassment claims for decades. Okay, so my problem is, is he definitely has access to those records. And I'm sure there's still some people up in the assembly that were there during that time. But he's got to be working back to a channel, okay? I mean, I, I just feel like there's got to be, I just can't see him getting to that point of being impeached. But, you know, here's the other thing now, okay? Let's say we do impeach him. Now he gets filled civilly. Are we as taxpayers on the hook for all of that? Well, the, the short answer is yes. We as taxpayers are on, are on the hook for everything thus far. Uh, right now we're paying $2.5, I believe, million dollars uh, for the investigation and the legal defense of the governor. Uh, his attorneys are being paid over $900 per hour, his, his legal team, by taxpayers, which, by the way, is more than the average New York family pays for groceries for a month. I think that's utterly disgusting. I think with this governor, his $5.1 million book deal, his $30 million campaign slush fund, as you say, since he's not running, uh, or, God, he shouldn't be. The Democratic chair of the state said, you're not running. Uh, and the president of the United States said, you're you should be resigning. Um, he should have to pay his own legal bills. Yeah, that was a good point. I want to get to everybody. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for calling in. 631-451-1039. Again, two voting members 
of the New York State Assembly in the studio that will be considering the articles of impeachment next week. I am anticipating that. We're going to see how that goes. Uh, this is your opportunity to ask them questions. This is the issue of our time right now. Uh, removing a governor for the first time in over 100 years uh, by impeachment in the state of New York. 631-451-1039. Jeff, Middle Island. Jeff, my friend, what do you say? Yeah, hi, Tom. How you doing? Thanks for taking the call. And it's a pleasure to speak to your representatives on in your, in your office there or in your studio. Uh, look, I, I, for one, believe... Picking up on what the last caller said, uh, I guess it was Joe from Rocky Point. Uh, there's no question in my mind that he's, play, he's he's calling in every IOU that he's ever that has ever come, you know, that he's holding from from the day he was born, for God's sake, until now, uh, to to uh, stop this uh, process from going forward, or to not necessarily stop it initially, but stop it and and put a little. Um, Take away the momentum, shall we say. Uh, he is sitting, I believe, on a ton of money, meaning isn't there $50 billion coming to New York State from the government, I think, federal government? Uh, there's quite a lot of money from uh, the federal government for the COVID relief, if that's what you're speaking about. Yeah, lots coming into the state. This guy is sitting on it, number one. Number two, uh, I'm sure that he's trying to cut deals with the leadership in, in the assembly right now. Who is that? Hasty? Is that the guy's name? Yeah. Some guy named Hasty, right? From New yeah. York City? Yep. Um, yep. He's trying to, he's, he'll start cutting deals with everybody. Number two. Number three, remember, once again, picking up what the last caller said. He knows where all the bodies have been buried. Now, the one thing, if I could just interject, is that I think uh, we're missing from this equation is the people of the state of New York. There's 20 million people, including all the people listening to us speaking right now. Uh, they are demanding action, and any member of the state legislature who does not stand up and vote to impeach this governor likely will be primaried, both Republicans and Democrats. You know, Democrat members that have not come out forcefully enough uh, are having these socialists breathe down their necks and saying, why are you not acting on this? Why are you not protecting women and restoring integrity? So uh, I think that uh, there's a sense of urgency, and I think that people are going to be holding uh, us accountable if we do nothing. Yeah, and I, I see like I see Democratic senators coming out, and they're very close to losing the Senate. And this could very well put them over the top if they don't act soon. So I see a lot of Democratic senators coming out and pushing it back to the assembly and saying, why aren't you impeaching him? And I think those dealers are being made, too, that if we hold off on the impeachment and we eventually get him to resign, then, you know, the senators were calling for his impeachment and he eventually ends up resigning. Because if we impeach him, he loses his pension. He no longer gets a paycheck. The only thing and he was never really a lawyer, an acting lawyer, even though he is a lawyer. He's got no future career, career path in being a lawyer or in politics. So I think he's scrambling and making all kinds of deals behind the scenes. And I think that these Democratic senators that are coming out and pushing it back to the assembly and saying, just impeach him and then we'll we'll try him, that it's it's just a ploy. Well, I hope you're right. I really mean that. I just don't have that much faith in what goes on up there. Uh, look, there's been all kinds of controversial... Well, don't worry. We will continue the good fight. The phones are lighting up right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me let me go to I want to go to Bob over there in sentiment. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, thanks for the phone call. I do want to follow up one thing. I want to follow up one thing that Jeff did say. When you folks were up there, again, uh, Assemblyman uh, uh, Doug Smith, Assemblywoman uh, Jody Giglio, did you reach out to Carl Hasty's uh, office? 
to see what their mood is right now? Or, uh, do you, are you uh, Jeff is somewhat reserved when it comes to whether Hasty is going to move on this thing. What, what did you, what well, you we did a nice video outside. We were in the assembly chamber calling on the speaker to immediately convene a special session. Uh, the Actually, the Associated Press, Press did a poll yesterday. A lot of members dodged it, but 87 assembly members responded and said, yes, they would vote to impeach immediately. So... But yeah, now, let me get over to Bob over in Senator Riches because I understand what Jeff's concern was. Bob, Senator Riches, what do you say, my friend? How are we doing today, everybody? We're doing great. Good afternoon. <laughs> um, as a as a county employee, I just don't understand how this man got away with what he got away with for so long. Yeah. There there is protocol at my job. Okay. That. You you don't you can't even look at somebody the wrong way. You can't even you can't you gotta be prim and proper with the way you say things. And it's been beaten into us with training and videos. And I just don't understand how this man had got has gotten away with this for so long. Yeah, it's I, funny I, that you say that because it's in the attorney general's report that they're looking into whether or not he actually took the mandatory sexual harassment class that everybody throughout New York State, every business owner has to give to their employees and every yes. county and state employee has to take. And it's in the attorney general's report questioning as to whether or not he ever took the class. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what, I would assume not. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he did. He never signed it. So, but uh, to your point, you know, we we have a real concern here. Now, the fact is, with this governor, uh, remember how this unfolded. The only reason these women have come forward is because Ron Kim, that assembly member who was threatened by the governor, came forward and went right to the press. He comes forward. He says, "I was threatened and coerced by the governor." That made these women feel comfortable enough. We wouldn't even know about this, but for the fact that this governor withheld nursing home information. And you know what Bob says is it's so right on because I know so many people that work for the state and the county and they have to go through a rigorous training as Bob so describes. And these this training came from the governor's office. This was his idea to do something like this, Tom, you know, a good number of years ago. You're, you're, this is incredible. And I'm yeah. glad Bob brought this up because yes. I might have forgotten it. I might yeah. have forgotten it. Not, not only that, it's not even just government, uh, Bob. It's all employers in the state of New York. The governor's piece of legislation, which I voted in favor of, but... Uh, it mandates every employer in the state every year give a sexual harassment training to every employee of the state. So I guess he's exempt. The hypocrisy couldn't be us. any stronger. And they're on us, trust me. When it's time to make sure that that stuff is in, it better be in. We just, you know, it better be, you better, your name better be signed that you, that you took that. that if uh, I didn't take it, there would be billboards going around my district saying I didn't take oh. the training. <laughs> Absolutely. And and it's and it's a really strict policy. I mean, if we walk into a restaurant and one of the staff members or the aides are in that restaurant, we have to leave. We cannot we cannot give them a ride to a, anything. We if they they're standing on the street waiting for a bus that's not coming, we can't even offer them a ride home. Three one four five one one oh three nine. Andrew Lake Grove, our good friend Andrew. Get yeah, Andrew. Hey Tom. Hey folks. Two quick comments. I think you, you were saying that it's how incredulous someone could do this, you know, and be the way he is. But my, 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 my comment is there's a lot in our government, in our elected class, that are too entitled. The Clintons, the Cuomos, I mean, anybody who would name that bridge after his father is crazy. Plus, the man is probably a little crazy. Um, and there's too many people in government, high-ranking people like him, that gotten away with a lot of stuff and there's been no punishment um comment number two 
um, this is all good. There's a lot of reasons why Cuomo shouldn't be in office. And if it comes to be the sexual harassment, that's good. That's credible. But I do think this thing with Letitia James and this whole thing is a little bit of kabuki theater because they, the left or who's ever conjuring this up, they've gotten what they wanted because I don't, they never liked him and he was useful to a point. But I think by going the sexual harassment route as opposed to the, um, the nursing home route, they're saving a lot of uh, Democratic governors also, perhaps like um, Whitmer. I mean, I can tell you that there's actually four charges that we're looking at for impeachment, and the Judiciary Committee is has been investigating this now since March. Uh, first charge is sexual harassment. Second charge is covering up the nursing homes, uh, as well as getting preferential treatment and testing for his family. Third one is the book deal, where he had state employees and resources used for that book deal. And then the fourth one is the Tappan Zee Bridge, as I like to call it, or the Mario Cuomo Bridge, where the governor opened it up months before it was safe to do so, uh, so that he could name it after his father, like a month before Election Day. So people were driving on that bridge for weeks when it was not actually safe to do so. so you know, uh, what Assemblyman Doug Smith just said, I'm going to be honest with you, Assemblyman. I haven't read that. I didn't read all of the... The only articles that I thought were based on the uh, the sexual harassment charges did not realize that the uh, the issues relating to the nursing home was in there also. And uh, so that's 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 actually good news. Well, you just delivered good news. I don't know if that's that. publicly out that's there. That's why I believe they, they were acting to maybe save some other governors. Okay. It, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting to, to see what we see. I don't think we'll see an impeachment vote immediately, but I do think that... Uh, in the next week or so, we should have a really good idea of when we're going to be up there next. Okay. Let me get to some more calls. We only got a few minutes left. Thank you, Andrew. Let's take uh, Jim over in the center east, and we'll finish up with Vito. We are taking calls right to 2 o'clock, folks. Go ahead, Jim. Yes. Yeah, so what, what does the governor make a year? Is what, 400000 Uh 250000 which, uh, I mean, I voted against it, but it was <laughs> it was proposed, I think, two years ago. It, it raised from one seventy nine to two fifty two or three years ago. Right. He got like a $30,000 raise. He got a big raise. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The question, I, I believe uh, when, when uh, Joe originally spoke that they would go after him uh, for this because the nursing home was such a hot potato and other governors could fall prey to the same thing. And that's why the DOJ did what they did. Yeah, and I think that's why the Judicial Committee is waiting because they want to make sure that we have enough with the sexual allegations that they have enough to actually impeach him. So we, we can impeach him, and then it goes to a trial to the Senate. And we want to bring in the other things, the nursing home, the book writing with his staff okay. writing the book, and then also with the Tappan Zee Bridge that was never really finished, but he made it get finished before the election just so the angry people that were going over in one lane over the Tappan Zee Bridge every day would vote for him. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a technical question. If, if they, he gets impeached and then resigns, is he still entitled to his pension? Uh, I mean, it's unclear. So the last time a governor was impeached was 1913. So we have some, there's some little gray area there. But my fear is that this governor will actually resign before we impeach him, which now keep in mind, the impeachment under New York State can only remove him from office. And the state constitution actually says, even if you are impeached, you can still be uh, held for criminal and civil penalties. So uh, he's not really getting out of it. The only thing we can do is remove him from office. Now, we take that vote to impeach. He actually gets cast aside. The lieutenant governor becomes the acting governor. And only if he's found not guilty 
under the Senate trial, will he return turn as governor? Which I I can't see that. Right, and I if he resigns, he still gets next. his pension. If we impeach him, he doesn't. Yep. I want to take that up in the next segment. I just want to get Vito in there. Thanks, Jim. Let's get uh, Vito in there. Finish up on this segment. But I want to take more of that when we get back. Go ahead, Vito. Hello. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, how's everything going? Everything's good. You got about a minute, Vito. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll make it quick. Um, I just want to say one thing because I'm not going to be I'm going to be going over the road and uh, you know um, I'm not going to be talking anymore. I just want to say one thing: what John F. Kennedy said: "Ask not what your country could do for you; ask what you could do for your country." Great words. You're a good American, Vito. Yeah, that, those are great words, and we need to do. I, I don't even know what we can do for New York State other than to elect good members of the Assembly like we've done with Jody Giglio and Doug Smith and for them to do the right thing, what's going to take place next week. Uh, we will further this discussion when we get back from break. Very quick, Doug. Does he pay rent for the governor's mansion? Uh, no, we pay for it for him. Right. So that's included in his salary. Uh, that's some perk, let me tell you something. We're going to take a short break. I'm your host, Tom Schlero. When we get back, Doug Smith, Jody Giglio, when we get back. following are the words of Noel DiGirolamo, president of the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. Police officers are already being targeted for assassination. Releasing their personal information to criminals will only further endanger them. Stand with law enforcement. Defend the police. Your Island, live and local, with your host, Tom Shalero on 103.9 LI News Radio. And once again, welcome back as we're heading up to that 2 o'clock hour hot issue up there in Albany. What's going to happen with our governor and how important this is, as I said earlier in the program, but all of the issues that we have to deal with, a possible resurgence in COVID-19, a good, strong Albany is so important. We have great members of the New York State Assembly and Senate coming from Nassau and Suffolk County, and two of them are in the studio right now, Jody Giglio and also Doug Smith, both members of the State Assembly. Both will be facing the task next week in considering articles of impeachment. Let's go right back to Doug. We're getting a lot of calls, 631-451-1039, very important. Let's start with, uh, again, Doug Smith. Doug, I just want to uh, uh, go back over. There'll be four articles of impeachment. Is that correctly as you see it? I mean, it all goes in one article, but yes, yes, absolutely. So it's one document, uh, but yeah, there's four. And what we're hearing from the uh, Judiciary Committee is that there's four items being examined. Uh, first is the sexual harassment. Second is the nursing home cover-up, uh, and that includes other COVID-related things, such as the governor using state personnel to like get his family tested and driving the results up to Albany, you know, which is not allowed. Uh, the third is uh, using his staff for the book deal, the $5.1 million book deal. Uh, and then the fourth is the uh, Tappan Zee Bridge, as you know, most of us like to call it, but the Mario Cuomo Bridge that he opened prematurely before it was safe for uh, people to drive on. Yeah, and, and there's issues here, and I'll tell you, uh, I think it's going to come out. There's a dark side to this whole thing. And I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, uh, the surreptitious way in which they went about certain things in the last couple of years. Which, by the way, even in, involved his brother, who is a CNN uh, has a ho has a show on CNN. So it's kind of interesting what's going to happen. I want to get to everybody. Yeah, six, you, three, one. You, you know what the thing that bothers me the most about this um, Attorney General's report is the state trooper 
the state trooper that was handpicked by the governor. You need three years of service as a trooper before you can serve on the governor's detail to protect him. She only had two years in, and that's the one that he was that claims she was sexually harassing him and sexually abusing him, actually taking his finger and putting it on her belly button and running it aside. And, and people witnessed that. So it's, it's, it's just terrible. You can't do this. No, it's called creepiness, okay? Yes. And we don't need creep. creepiness from the top office of the land. Now, we're getting a bunch of calls, 631-451-1039. Uh, really happy to say we got uh, Suffolk County Legislator Pecorello on the line with us. Yeah. Go ahead, Legislator. You're with us. Good afternoon, Tom. Thanks for having me. Doug, Jody, thank you for your service in probably some of the craziest times that elected officials will ever face with the coronavirus and now these impeachment proceedings. So I was just hoping that you could walk the public and the listeners through of the exact process of the articles of impeachment in the assembly and then through the uh, trial on the Senate side first, and then we'll, we'll go from there. So uh, I could go through that. That's actually a great question because this doesn't happen that often. In fact, it only happened one time in 1913, Governor Seltzer. Uh, and so what, what's going on now is the assembly uh, takes a vote to impeach based on articles of impeachment. Now, uh, the judiciary, what we did, uh, and I say we, but it's it's a bipartisan committee, Republicans and Democrats. The uh, Assembly Judiciary Committee has been meeting now for months. Uh, they've hired outside counsel to investigate the, those four points that I mentioned about the governor. They've been uh, compelling testimony. They've been hearing uh, hundreds of hours of uh, people coming in and, and talking and reviewing documents. So once they draw up the articles of impeachment, uh, then the assembly, the full assembly meets and gets the vote. Out of 150, you need 76 members to vote to impeach. Uh, I, I believe it'll be unanimous uh, when we do hold that vote if the governor does not resign first. Now, uh, the next step then, it goes to the Senate. The Senate holds a trial. All 63 state senators and the Court of Appeals judges are jurors in that trial. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, you know, Jody and I were talking to the, talking to the sergeant at arms of the Senate uh, and uh, it's still going to be, like I said, interesting how that's going to play out. And, and uh, right now, the Judiciary Committee wants to make sure we have all of our I's dotted, T's crossed so that this governor can't squirm out of this one. Um, and, you know, that's what happens. The only thing different yeah. now with the federal government is, uh, and I can't say this enough times, under the state constitution, uh, the governor, as soon as we vote to impeach, he is cast aside and the lieutenant governor becomes acting governor. The governor is only restored to his office if he is uh, acquitted, if he's found not guilty, which is very different from the federal government. And I, I believe, Tom, you would probably know better, but the founders actually debated whether that should be done on the federal level, and they decided against it. But in New York, that's uh, how we do it. I want to get to the course. Okay. Legislative. Yeah, Gad Pagrello. Yes. Joe, just I have one quick more question. Didn't the governor appoint the members of the Court of Appeals? Yeah, I mean, that's that, and that's actually the, the uh, members of the Judiciary Committee, I believe, are going to be trying to get some of those people to recuse themselves uh, as there may be a, a conflict there. So that ha that's a very real uh, concern. Okay, Suffolk County Legislator Piccarello joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Let's get uh, Bob. Bob's been waiting a little bit. Then we'll get to James. Go ahead, Bob. You're on the air, my friend. Yeah, I, I have a, I, I'm thankful for what everybody's doing. But my question is this. We have Attorney General Letitia James. She came to the podium and she said Andrew Cuomo violated federal and state law, yep. and then she did nothing. Exactly. Why? She needs to do her job. She needs to start the prosecution. But the Albany District Attorney is doing it. He's filing the criminal charges. 
So my question is, how do we impeach Letitia James for failing to do her duty? You know, Bob, I mean, the answer is pretty simple. It's a political answer. She wants to run for governor next year in the June primary, obviously. And uh, obviously she doesn't want to be accused of kicking out her predecessor. So she did her report and said, let somebody else kick him out. She knows darn well the assembly is going to act on that. And it's going to happen relatively soon. We know all of that. So it's all part of the po the political nonsense, the silly season, as they say, that is going on. I mean, but the point of the matter is we okay. got to clean up the government. I mean, if Get you them. think about it, it actually sounds uh, strikingly familiar as to the last governor that resigned. Because who was the attorney general? Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> When uh, client number nine resigned, and, and by the way, he had the decency to resign. This governor hasn't, so consider that. Yeah, and we're going to see how that's going. Thank you. That's a, thanks, Bob. Thank you. 631-451-1039 with members of Assembly, Doug Smith, Jody Giglio. Big, big movement going on next week to get up there and to do the people's business and bring back integrity, bring back honesty. Stop this craziness nonsense that, uh, again, many people just don't want to see this in government. I don't know how, how else to say it. We, we're treated too much of corruption and the nonsense that's taking place. James Calverton, what do you say, James? Yeah, I'll be real I'll be, wait, hold on. I'll be sure. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, there's one part of this you didn't talk about. The 1.3 million people that left New York in the last eight or nine years. And the other thing I wanted to say is I worked a job with Governor Cuomo, his first paying job ever, when he was about 11 years old on Fire Island. We were both competing for the ferries to haul people's luggage from the ferry to their house. And my brothers used to bully him. Um, he, we lived on Fire Island. The Cuomos lived there and a whole bunch of other people, famous people. But we kind of bullied him. He was smaller than us, and we got all the... So, all I, the so I take it that he never hugged or kissed you. <laughs> all right. Thank you. <laughs> Just Thanks, a question. I appreciate it. A number is 631-451-1039. You know, was his response, Doug, Jody, a, a little bit embarrassing to the... Uh. Not only to, to himself, but to our state. Because people were talking about it. Every news show, what's and all over the country, CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox News, the whole country, the whole world, it was being covered in Australia. A little embarrassing, no, Jody? Absolutely. You know, it was pathetic, actually. And we touched on this yesterday, Doug and I, while we were up there, and we were asking the Speaker of the Assembly to convene session and to impeach this governor. We filmed a video that's on YouTube. Doug Smith and Jody Giglio on YouTube, and we absolutely call it out, and we talk about his response to the attorney general how he played the victim and had no sympathy for these women these brave women that came forward it was pathetic it was almost, it is like he had four responses recorded you know and he was waiting to see what the attorney general was going to say which door to pick one two three or four yeah and leave you know andy cuomo if you're listening leave quietly you know let us be you know we're stressed out as citizens and I don't think you have a right to stress this out. And that's what he's doing. I, that's how I feel. I mean, I, I hate to say it, Tom. I mean, I'm angry and my constituents are angry. We, I think it's time to impeach. What is going to be infuriating, though, is if we delay a month. Let's say we're here. Today is August 5th. September 5th, they say, all right, it's time to impeach. And as we're driving up to Albany, we get a Fox News alert that the governor resigned. And then I'm going to be angry. And then he gets to keep his pension. And I'm sure that back deal, backdoor deals are being made right now to, to secure his future, his financial future a lot of years in the system so he could collect this means a lot of money for him which I, I predicted he'd be out by friday but that's tomorrow i think i'm gonna be wrong joe shirley what do you say joe hi how you doing i've got a quick question just uh 
if the governor is either impeached or resigns, does the executive orders, the various executive orders that he signed, still in effect or are they null and void? Well, right now, uh, the state of emergency has ended, so there's no executive orders uh, in effect at the moment. So uh, the governor can only uh, put an executive order out there during a state of emergency, whether it be a blizzard or, you know, obviously we had a, a many-month, 18-month state of emergency, but that's passed, so... There's no executive orders in play at the moment for that. Well, I can understand Joe's. Con there's yeah. a lot of confusion. I wasn't aware of it too. We think of the way the president, the president of the United States, does executive orders. Uh, it doesn't have to be a state of emergency for a right. president to do it. So New York State is a little different than than uh, than the executive branch uh, in Washington. So I guess that that's it too. Yeah. And if the president pres doesn't want to do an executive order. He gives it over to the CDC. <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, All right. Thank happens. you. Thanks, Joe. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. A great opportunity. Two members of the New York State Assembly in the studio with us. They'll be going to Albany next week to do some very, very important business. I couldn't say it any more um, passionately than that. Brian Stenerich, what do you say, Brian? Hey, uh, how's everyone doing today? Um, so uh, I, I uh, agree with most of everything that was said today. I, I, I do um, want to see him go to jail. I mean, mm. you know, a anyone else would go to jail. And and um, I think I think the American people are tired of, of seeing no accountability um, to our elected officials and people in power, and and that's why these people in power become who they are is because there's no fear, there's no fear of repercussion or or, or, or having to you know actually answer for their you know mis misdeeds. I mean his. His biggest fear is probably financial. You know, I mean, um, that you're absolutely right. And to your point, if you notice the governor, every time he makes a response, you'll notice he's always says, "My entire adult life, I've lived in the public eye." That's no excuse to treat people, treat us everyday New Yorkers, us peasants, uh, a certain way. You can't kiss, you can't grab, you can't touch women because you think you're part of this. Uh, this elite uh, political class, you know, this is not okay. I mean, it is funny. They do call politics Hollywood for ugly people, so I think that's definitely true for this governor. <laughs> yeah. so let me get another <laughs> call in there, 631-451-1039. Mike over in Rocky Point, what do you say, Mike? How you doing? Well, you know what? Andrew Cuomo is the only one out there harassing women. Now, look at all the stuff that Donald Trump did. He openly admitted grabbing women by the vagina. He had cops killed. He had cops put in the hospital because of the riot. You know, why don't you worry about impeaching a real monster, getting a real monster out and staying out? And well, we're state... <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, you answer that, though. Well, we're state legislators, so we, you know, and, and you can only impeach someone who's in office right now. So I, I believe that, uh, you know, Donald Trump was impeached twice. So that's what happened. Was not convicted by the Senate, uh, unlike what's about to happen to the governor if he refuses to resign. So and, and on those issues that you spoke about, uh, particularly the January 6th insurrection, he was uh, put on uh, trial for that in the Senate and uh, was impeached in the United States House of Representatives. But again, it turned out the way it is. Can we relitigate that? I don't think so. There's double jeopardy provisions and so on. So um, it's not that that wasn't done, Mike. It was done, and it didn't and go the, any further than it did. Yeah, and, and, and under <laughs> under the New York state law, this governor can still be charged with criminal and civil penalties. So we, we will yeah. see, you know, whether or not he resigns. Right. Yeah. But it never got done. They never impeached him. They tried to impeach him because the Republicans didn't want to go along with it. Even though you, you are considered impeached when a vote to impeach takes place. So actually he was impeached twice. He didn't get removed, yeah, yeah. But he didn't get removed because the Republicans didn't do their job. They covered it up like they're covering it up now, and they're putting this whole Cuomo thing to cover up all the cops that were killed and were hurt. 
We had actual police officers doing their jobs that got killed. Not someone grabbing somebody's butt or touching someone's bus. It's when it got killed. We had 15,000 seniors in nursing homes that were killed, that died because of a bad state order that was covered up by this governor. So I don't take that lightly. So you can take your opinion okay, so about that. I told them it was a hope. I'm, it was a hope. We're state representatives, so we're considering this matter. But. They said it was all fixed. So if you want to blame anybody, blame the news media, Fox News, and Donald So do you do you think the governor should not be impeached? Because that's the... I don't, I don't listen. I don't like the guy. I never did like It him. has nothing to do with liking him. He's a, he's, a, he's a narcissist, okay? Okay, but that doesn't. that's not what we're considering. We're considering if he actually abused his office. And I, I believe he did. And my constituents believe he did. Mine too. I get to everybody. Mike obviously uh, inflames some people, so we're getting people calling in. Let's get uh, Rich over there and Lindenhurst. Go ahead, Rich. How you doing, people? Um, you guys stole my, the gentleman before me just stole my thunder. The, the um, nursing home scandal. It, I'm, I'm confused about why Letitia James didn't go further into that when, like you had said, Doug, thousands of people had died. I mean, we're not talking about, like, oh, they got sick. They died. And, and you're absolutely right. And actually, she did release a report on that that does show that because of that state order on March 25th of 2020, last year, uh, requiring nursing homes to accept people regardless if they were positive for COVID and not being able to test them, that that actually did lead to additional deaths. So she did a report earlier in the year. I agree with you. The United States Attorney, the Attorney General, walked away from that, uh, Rich. Uh, they, they weren't going to further uh, prosecute that. You and I might have different feelings about that, but they did walk away from it. So obviously it creates uh, quite a bit of a stir. He won on that one. I'm going to put that out there, that the, the governor won on that and probably should not have been one. It resulted in people dying. And I think that's an important aspect of what our discussion's all about. Ed, Rich, finish up. I want to go to Joe. To, to, to me, this is the itch that you can't scratch. You just can't scratch. It's... It, 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 it just reeks. This guy's got to go. I hope you guys were able to impeach him this way. He doesn't get his pension, doesn't get anything, and he's let out to draw. You do bring up an excellent point. He doesn't get his picture, and he doesn't get his picture in this in the state capitol. You do bring up an excellent point, though. She might be the worst attorney general we've ever had. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. All right. So, thanks, Rich. Let me get to some more people. We only got a few minutes left. I want to get to everybody. People are very concerned about this. Great opportunity to talk to two voting members on the impeachment for next week, and that's uh, Jody Giglio, Doug Smith. Go ahead, Joe Brookhaven, my good friend. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, everybody. It's an honor, and I, I just want to say thank you to the Assembly people for the work that they do, and uh, uh, it's, they're just brilliant as far as I'm concerned. Brilliant to listen to. I know they're working hard. But if, they, if there was 11 women that came out, I'm sure, I mean, I'm going to have to put this, probably this guy's a megalomaniac, serial sexual predator, as far as that, what I can see over his, his demeanor and his, his, the way he comes off, his arrogance and his smugness. And I'm going to say this probably in a thousand starting back when he started in HUD, that, and the ones that didn't thwart his advances. This, uh, he doesn't deserve to be governor of 20 million people, and it's a shame. I mean, he's in there with Anthony Weiner, Harvey Weinstein, uh, Epstein, Bill Clinton, Elliot Spitzer. They're all Democrats there. I don't know. And, and you know, I want to know where Ballone is. Wait, did he have any relationship with Ballone? Because we know... He well, I mean, there was a picture of him kissing him in the montage. <laughs> <laughs> a couple yeah. minutes left. I want to get to uh, uh, Susan in Manaville. I, I want more women to weigh in on this issue. We got Susan over there in Manaville. Go ahead, Susan. You're on the air. A couple of minutes. Oh, hi, Tom. Hi, Doug. How are you? Doing great. 
Good, good. I just wanted to make a comment. My dad was one of the 15,000 seniors that died in a nursing home Sorry as that. a result of um, of Cuomo's um, directives. And I think it's absolutely disgraceful that Letitia James did not go after him further with the, nur- the nursing home death. Um, I think he's getting off lightly um, with the sex scandal that's going on. He's, you know, really a disgrace to the state of New York. And one of the reasons that people are leaving in droves. Yeah. You know, you know, Susan, uh, to hear from people like you who have been victimized by this, this is not a political issue. This is a human issue. And uh, what you had to endure as a result of a public policy decision is absolutely tragic. And uh, it puts a face to what we're really talking about. And I, I want to thank you for calling on and, and, and saying Thanks, that. Tom, it's disgraceful. My dad was, uh, you know, in, the, in World War II with five of his brothers. So six of them served in World War II. We weren't even able to have a funeral for him. Yeah. We weren't able to have a service for him. You know, it's just disgraceful that a man who served his country um, was treated like that. And again, you know, Cuomo sitting there having tests being sent out to his family. Well, meanwhile, the people in the nursing homes, including my dad, weren't even able to get tested. It's, You're 100% it's right. Great. Well, we're going to hold them accountable for you and for the thousands of New Yorkers that deserve justice. Uh, incredible. Susan, thank you very much. Sorry for your loss. Thank Sorry for your loss. Thank you Appreciate so much. Be well. Just in, in incredible. 40 seconds left. Uh, Doug, final word. It's your birthday. What do you have to say? Well, I, I'm, I have a renewed confidence that we're doing the right thing and that we're going to continue this fight. And I'm so happy that Jody and I went up to Albany to send that message. Yeah, once again. Jody, 10 seconds. Yeah, I I listen to what everybody's saying, and our constituents are angry, and we went up there, and we're trying to do our job, and we're trying to call the Speaker of the House to bring us all together and to call a special session and start this impeachment process. And and the governor owes Susan from Manaville something. Absolutely. Absolutely. For all the reasons. Okay. Two o'clock hours upon us, breaking it down with the great Frank McKay coming up next. Everybody have a good day, safe day, happy day. See you all tomorrow. Start spreading